What's up, everyone? You're tuning in to RNFM Radio. This is episode 249. We're going to be talking about business, as we always do, whether that's breathing the first life into your business or we're actually resuscitating your brand and breathing some new life into that business, whether it's been around for five minutes or five years or longer. That's what we're here to do. We're here to help triage and assess and figure out what it is that you need in your business. Now, show notes are going to live at rnfmradio.com forward slash episode 249. We've got a guest on this one today. We're going to be talking about app development. Now, don't fret. It's not going to be too much of the geekiness as far as the design of the app per se. We're going to be talking about the ideation stages, which include the pain points. So think about this. As a business owner, as an entrepreneur, if you are interested in app development or if you're just interested in problem solving, it is a pain point that we're trying to help someone with. And that's what Tiffany Kelly is talking about today on this episode. So again, maybe you're not interested in an app right now, but after this episode, you may be. And again, we're going to be talking about sort of those phases to get to to product launch. Now, I shouldn't have to remind you that we are part of the Pulse Media Network and we've got that Pulse Media listener group over there on Facebook. Links are in the show notes. And of course, for Tiffany, her links on her social platforms and her website and the app are all going to be in the show notes as well. Again, rnfmradio.com forward slash episode 249. Let's get into this one and get your apps on. All right, well, we're here. Trifecta's right. back with a special guest today. Who's that that's special right, guest? A, that's right, a special guest. We have Dr. Tiffany Kelly. She's the founder and CEO of Nightingale Apps, LLC. She established the company in an effort to provide nurses and healthcare teams with tools that will allow them access to information for point-of-care delivery. Kelly earned her PhD from Duke University in 2012, a master's in nursing and an MBA from Northeastern University in 2008, and a bachelor's of science in nursing from Georgetown University in 2000. She recently released a book, Electronic Health Records for Quality Nursing and Healthcare, which is designed to support nurses of all roles with the information needed to incorporate EHRs into the daily practice of patient care. So Tiffany Kelly, welcome to RNFM Radio. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, no, and thanks thanks for being here. And so, you know, Keith, as always, man, you're like the bio yes. guy. You you really set it up. You really set it up. But, you know, uh, I thank think you. No, you do a great job of of telling the audience who we're with today. But Tiffany, I bet you that you can tell us even a little bit more. So Wherever you want to dive in here to tell us about yourself and, of course, you know, your background, how it is that you came into nursing and, of course, sort of the informatics uh, perspective here. And then, obviously, the business and the entrepreneurial side. So let's just dive in and, and start from where you are. Wh- who was Tiffany as a three-year-old girl <laughs> or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I have a lot that I can share on that, Um, (laughs) but I can tell you, I certainly can provide a little bit more insight into me. Um, Thank you for that introduction. Um, I am a nurse. I have been in healthcare and nursing for 17 years, and um, it was something that I knew I wanted to do at a young age. Um, It was after a surgery I had gone through um, that the experience within the hospital just sort of led me to think this is this is the path I want to go down. And so I think I was probably 
in my early teens then. So I still had all of high school to go through before even venturing into the nursing field. Um, but from there, I, I was a pediatric nurse. So I did several years of staff nursing and pediatrics across the country. Um, enjoyed taking care of patients and their families, but really started to see that um, the day-to-day work of a nurse is fraught with barriers at every step of the way to try to give that care you want to give. And it started to frustrate me to the point in which I thought, maybe this isn't the right thing for me. So how can I take a step outside of that immediate role and help support nurses so that they can give the care that they want to to their patients? Um, That's what led me into my master's program in administration. I thought this would be a way for me to look at healthcare from a more business-oriented standpoint um, and really understand the systems at play, which was very informative. And around the time I started to do that, I had switched roles um, into an electronic health record implementation role at Boston Children's Hospital. And I tell folks, um, initially, I thought, well, how hard could this be? (laughs) And, you know, that was so naive of me to say, because we've all seen how hard it really is. But that experience uh, got me started into informatics. I enjoyed uh, learning about the systems and how to design systems for the healthcare professionals and what their needs were and how to get them to articulate what their needs were in a way that was understandable for me to translate that into a technical um, document. And, um, you know, a lot of people don't find that enjoyable, but I do. So uh, that was the start of my informatics role. And I started to see that uh, after we implemented the record, that my question started to be around, how do we know that these EHRs, electronic health records, are really driving higher quality, safer care the way we had you know, been driving to all this time, but what are we doing to evaluate that? How do we really know? And that um, question, nobody could answer for me. Um, I asked it almost to anyone that would listen. This was in 2007. And my advisor in my master's program said, you know, I really think that you need to look into this doctoral program. And I really had no interest at that point in time. I just wanted to finish my degree and sort of breathe a little bit. But I did look into the program that led me into my doctoral work at Duke, um, where I studied, continued my informatics work, and I studied how nurses use information to take care of patients. What information do they need? How do they collect it? How do they communicate it? Where does it go from a paper-based system and then looking again after an electronic system? So that's been a very quick description of the evolution of my informatics um, background. It's probably been, oh, I always, it's like 12, 13 years now that I've been in that field. Um, And then um, from there, um, once I started to do my research, I, um, sorry for the noise, um, started to see that there's a gap in how nurses have tools available to them to deliver care and at the point of care. And I also started to notice that there are smartphones that are now in people's pockets that didn't exist when I started as a nurse in 2000. So um, there was the, this ideation started to build in my mind around, well, we really need an app that can support nurses from the bedside uh, to allow them to access and use information in a way that integrates with the electronic health record. 
So the last year and a half of my doctoral program, I started to think about this technology that I thought could support nurses and how I could deliver that to as many nurses as possible, which led me into this entrepreneurship role um, because I saw this to be more of a commercial product that could get to as many people as possible rather than going down the research path and and, um, applying for grants. So um, that is a, a quick synopsis of my trajectory, I would say. I'm sure there's questions or thoughts that I could fill in, but I'll, I'll leave it to you guys to sure. see what jumped out at you. Well, what actually jumped out to me, Tiffany, and you know, I, I'm, I'm still a marketer today or in marketing and, and obviously in business and, and was before I became a nurse. So that term ideation, which I really, really love, and of course you, you talk about in, in sort of that transition into informatics, we talk about design. So, you know, you talk about the UI and the UX and so user, you know, interfaces and, and the user experience. And so could you actually tease out just a little bit of maybe even high level, but a couple of things, that, the steps that it took to really talk about the design of this in, in the ideation process? I mean, are you talking about like sketch pads here, like writing things on napkins or what's that look like? <laughs> So um, this, is a, this is a great story. Um, so this was something that really, like if I tried to think back to like how the, the exact moment, I, I've got a couple ideas, but my mind just started to race. And I started to think about how would this need to be set up? What are the features and functions that need to be there? So if you take the, the piece of paper, so it's that scrap paper that nurses use, that, that report sheet, the paper towel, the alcohol swabs, all of that that's used as a temporary storage device, if you will, to later transfer that information into the record. I thought I studied, because I was doing observational methods and in interviews, I looked at how nurses behaved and what they were looking for. And I asked them a lot of questions about why they were doing what they're doing. So the information I was getting was informing me of how they were using those tools. And for the design component, um, I used a, to start a wireframe sketch tool. Um, the one I used was Balsamic. And it's a tool that's available, at a, I think, even for free for a few days and maybe even at a, a low price for a, one license. But it sets up a way for you to provide little um, sketches as to what you would want it to look like on the screen. And then, of course, you need to think about, well, what does the action drive? So I might have somebody's name on the screen, but like if I click on it, does it do anything or can I enter something or is it going to be view only? So those are the things that I think I came into this with from having had three to four years of experience designing and implementing a, um, a major electronic health record. So I had some idea of the features and functions, but I had never designed an app before. It was just something that I thought, okay, well, I can do this. So what do I need to do? And just breaking down the steps to get to the next one. I mean, it was a slow process because I'd never done it before. But I think one of the things I learned in my doctor program was, you know, if you don't know the answer to something, then, you know, go find the person who can help you find that answer. Mm -hmm. And having that as like a guidepost 
really allows you to think, okay, well, there really isn't going to be a barrier I can't get the information to. It's just finding the right person. Right. Well, so, what I was just, I was just going to say really quickly, just a side step for, for balsamic, you know, it is great for a salad. However, um, this is balsamic with a Q as far as the wireframe. I'm very familiar with it. So yeah. we'll put those links in the show notes. I'm going to write that one down right now. But Tiffany, I wanted to just reflect on the fact that you just said something that really stood out to me. You said, I realized I'd never built an app before, I'm paraphrasing, and that I could figure it out. And that right there, that says a lot to me about who you are as a person, because I think a lot of us out here, entrepreneurs, whether we're nurses or not, or whether we work in the healthcare space or any other space, I think many of us get stultified at the point of realizing, oh my God, I don't know how to do that. So I'm just not going to do it, you know? And you, I mean, you, I'm sure you realized there were people you could hire and all that sort of stuff, but coming from your background, this is impressive to me. You were just like, well, I'll figure it out. And I think that that tells us something about the way that you approach this whole endeavor. And I just have to say, I'm very impressed by that. Oh, thank you. Well, you don't know what you don't know. And, um, you know, it, <laughs> I don't know. I, there were just, I was in such a, a, a think tank mode for so long that mm-hmm. I always was asking questions. And so it didn't bother me to ask someone a question I didn't know the answer to because that was how I became informed. But I agree with you. I think um, the only way you're going to learn something is if you, you know, take a new step. Oh yeah. Very true. Definitely take Very a new true. step. Well, and, and again, it just builds on, especially for, for the entrepreneurs that are, that are just starting out and even those that are experienced. And, and I think app development can, can, cause we want to solve a problem or meet a need. I mean, obviously there's the, the Pokemon go and the candy crush that we want to entertain, but, but no, but there are some apps that we're trying to, you know, serve a pain point to, to solve an issue. And, and a lot of times it starts with our own issue like our, our own hang up on something. And so we feel like, ah, and, and so it sounds like as far as like the ignition from know my patient, let's talk about that. Like what we see, Mm -hmm. you're trying to solve a problem there. So what is the problem? What would we see? Like what, what is this going to help us do? Right. Um, so you're absolutely right. Um, right now. So nurses, as you probably know, give shift reports. So at the start of their day, they walk in and they have an assignment. So this is on an acute care um, perspective that I'm giving you. And maybe four to six patients are going to be assigned. Maybe they've cared for some of them before, maybe not. But let's assume they don't, don't know any of them. So they've got a name and a room number. And then the next step is to go find that nurse and get report or get handoff. And that activity is a conversation one-on-one where the nurse that's getting ready to leave is providing verbal information um, to the best of his or her ability in a very rapid um, time frame, like five minutes maybe, because you've got 30 minutes to get everybody in. And it's referenced by their sheet of paper that they got from the previous 12 hours. And all of this information, so the analysis that I did with my research is all of this information exists in the chart in some form, with the exception of one area, which I'll elaborate on. But we're still writing on paper. And this introduces serious risks for consistency of care and omissions and in information that could deliver 
could influence the care delivery. We know 70% of Sentinel events, those things that should never happen, are a result of poor communication failures at handoffs. That's not just for nurses. That's all caregivers' roles. But that's that's a statistic that we know about. So I saw this as a, you know, a huge risk factor because we've got new nurses that are just learning and they're trying to figure out what they're even supposed to be paying attention to. And then you've got other nurses who've been there maybe 20, 30 years who know exactly what they need to communicate based on their experience, but we don't have a level level playing field here. And that's where you know, my patient comes into play because I heard nurses, this is going back 10 years ago, say after our initial implementation, feel like I don't know my patient anymore. And I thought, well, what happened? What happened that we changed? And so I studied the meaning of knowing the patient and it revealed itself through my research that nurses get all of the information that they believe they need to know about their patient during shift report. And it's a series of attributes that are clinically oriented and personally oriented. And so if that is the case, then we need to set everybody up for the same level of success because knowing the patient is a precursor to delivering high quality individualized care. So my argument is that, you know, we need to provide a tool that at least gives a baseline for every nurse so they've got something to work with. So this is an app because nurses are mobile and, you know, it's a software solution through a hardware device that's able to fit into your pocket, hence an app. It's not, um, well, I wanted to build an app, so this is what we did. Um, I, so I wanted to clarify that, that a little bit. But so taking that concept and then thinking about throughout the course of the day, how many times you get interrupted by someone asking you about allergies or when do they do for their pain meds or have my labs come back yet? Is there any new orders I need to be concerned with? And this is a series of steps that nurses go through where they're really trying to chase the clock to be efficient and also, you know, kind of moving themselves to the computer to get the information out when I believe we can really provide it to them in a streamlined way in their own pocket through a mobile device. Um, the one thing that's missing in the record that's not um, captured is the care preferences, I'd, I'd call it. Um, these are the things that make um, patients individualized. So I took care of children. There was always a specific pacifier that the baby um, took to better than the others, or the children took meds in a ser series of order that you needed to pay attention to, or else perhaps they might get sick, or mom had to give them and not dad. All of those little things, nuances, that you wouldn't catch otherwise um, are just really not captured in the chart and you hope you get them during report. Uh, if you don't, then you, you could be set up for a, a challenging day. So it's probably a little bit more information than, than you needed to hear, but that that's really where we're, we're trying to provide this solution that allows nurses to care for the patient and not be worried about nursing the computer. Well, I just, I just want to comment here Tiffany and to Elizabeth and Kevin too, that this is what we talk about a lot on the show when it comes to innovation and coming up with business ideas. It starts with identifying a problem and doing research so that we can really get to the core of the problem and what we think are the seeds that led to the problem in the first place. And sometimes people don't even know they need the solution to the problem until you provide them with the solution. And then they go, wow, 
yeah, that really works. That's an amazing solution to a problem I didn't even know I had. So this has come almost like business 101 in a way, wouldn't you say, Kevin, where you're creating something that solves an issue that you've identified that there might be a market for? Well, exactly. And I, and I think we need to take advantage to the fact, you know, Tiffany uh, and all of us, like we're close to a particular situation. So, I mean, to outline an app like this and, and, and the ideation and the framework, sure, that those are those are hard, but you know, as she was saying, it's it's not it's not impossible. But yeah, this is business one hundred and one. Is you know, why is it that we're trying to do something here? We are trying to to solve a pain point or, or to 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 meet that pain point. Hey, as nurses, you know, we're trying to make sure it's the fifth vital sign, right? But you know, those pain points and, and solving that in any business model really is is kind of what we're what we're after to to not only make it better for the entrepreneur if we're, if we're serving like a business-to-business situation, so we're helping out another business. But there's definitely a client at the end of that, that pain point, and, and to streamline that process and to innovate. And, and apps are, are definitely a great way to do this. And so, you know, Tiffany, you sound very techy, like myself. I mean, it sounds like we could probably geek out all day, you know, talking about UI, UX, and wireframing and, and things like that. Sounds that way. Yeah, we could we could definitely spend a lot of time geeking out, but we won't, you know, for the sake of the listeners. As far as, you know, the ideation process and the wireframing and and just sort of this app stuff is is developing the idea, you know, like what's harder, like developing this idea and this concept or is it really building the business and trying to scale it and and get it into the hands that it really needs to get into? I mean, what's what's really the challenge here or the biggest one? That's a great question. Um and I believe that it's not the idea, it's building the business. Because I think that if you're solving a real problem and you're paying attention and you're also affected by it. So for myself, I felt like this is not a good direction for us to be going in nursing because I could be this person trying to deliver care and struggle every day. Um, so the idea should be the easy part. <laughs> Um, if you're struggling with the idea, then I'd take a step back and think about, you know, are you really coming at it the right way? Are you solving a real problem? The business is the hard part because you need to think about all of these factors that go into building that idea into a thing and then into something that you can scale. And that, I mean, from the intellectual property to building a website to um, marketing and sales and figuring out your distribution and market validation and, um, pilot testing funding. I mean, there's so many factors that go into it that, that that's the hard part, but I think that also can be, um, I don't want to use the word fun, but it is kind of fun at times. Uh, Cause I don't want folks to think that it's easy because it's that's definitely not easy but it's enjoyable i mean i don't think if people didn't enjoy it they would continue to do it just because of the volume of, of work and um you know they use the word sweat equity that goes into it before you see it through to fruition so definitely building the business and scaling it. it's a daily challenge there's always ups and downs I, I think all of us business owners have that. And I think it's just a matter of the lane that you feel more most comfortable in. For me personally, I love to build and scale. I love ideation. But fortunately, I have uh, Elizabeth, who is very great in sort of the research components. I love, you know, the data mining aspects and the analytics and looking at that data. But then for me, I get so like I start salivating like, oh, my gosh, 
We have numbers. Now we can actually target and market and all these things. And I get excited about it. But, you know, from the research standpoint, you got to have that validation first, right? You've got to have the, that data to pull that in to really show that you got a product that, that is going to work. But don't salivate on your mic, Kevin, please. I know. I've got to, you know, I'll clean it up later. But you just touched upon a really important point is that you're not going to enjoy every aspect of it and or have like um, stellar strengths in every area. Like some areas are going to be stronger than others. And so to finding the people that can complement the weaknesses that you have in certain areas or, you know, areas where you know you don't want to spend as much time really helps to round out um your 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 business and your team and, and things of that nature. I find that that's what I do. Right. I can't know everything. <laughs> well, and I, I think I think, you know, self-awareness is a, is a key component as an entrepreneur to be self-aware to say like, you know what? I really love these things and I'm very strong here and I can tell you that I'm just not strong here. And I'm okay right. to admit that, right? Because that that can be that can be your strength to admit your right. weakness and <laughs> where you just don't feel comfortable. Mhm. Yeah, true. So I would wonder then, Tiffany, um, talking about strengths and talking about business owners and different things that people have to show up to be successful in business, I'm wondering if you can speak to the three skills that people would need to be successful as business owners. I think I'm going to use two words first and then I'm going to ponder on the third. Um, I would say tenacity and perseverance are two that are just absolute musts um, because it is a long road and it's something where one day you'll have, um, a, you know, a, what I call small win a success. And then the next day you might have a setback and it happens, um, often, not every day, but you know, you, you go through what I call this like roller coaster ride and you got to learn to like say, okay, well, if we're going on a down, we're going to come back up. So we just need to just ride this out. But that requires like, tenacity and perseverance with all of the no's that you get as well. I mean, you'll hear you can't do that. Nobody's done this before. What makes you think you can? Um, All of that like energy that's trying to deter you, but you know, look at where it's coming from. Is it coming from someone who's, who's done it before or are they just providing you with their opinion? And so you have to, I mean, you have to listen to what they're saying, but you also have to see, how you react to it. As for the third, I think you really need to know um, the area that you're trying to solve for. Um, I mean, that's probably the foundation. Like myself, this is an area where I've spent my career. Um, I mean, I know what it's like to be a nurse and I know what it takes to um, you know, get information to and from, you know, the patient and into the record. I've spent hundreds of hours watching it and I understand how these systems are constructed. So I have the foundational knowledge to determine when we need to make small changes or think about another product idea. So I would say that. So foundational knowledge of your um, I, idea or business, tenacity and perseverance, those would be the three I'd pick. 
Those are great words, I think, and also great emotions in terms of how to show up as a business owner and what it takes to be successful. And sometimes we have to learn from challenges that have happened to us in business. I'm curious if you could speak to any lessons learned or failures, you know, something that wasn't going well at the time, but you could look back on and say, oh, that's what I learned from that situation. I think that there's always, so for example, I think for me, we were um, going through a series of pitch competitions for a while. And um, we were, you know, we had a good pitch and people liked our what we were doing, but we weren't um, in the audience of folks that understood the challenge well enough to sort of relate to it. And I saw this happen a few times and I thought, okay, well, we need to stop doing these because this is time consuming. And rather than pitching for a possible slot in an accelerator or um, possibly, you know, uh, funding that's not tied to equity exchange, um, let's just focus on, on the business because this is distracting and the audience isn't informed enough to, to really recognize the pain point. So let's just pivot this. But it took me probably, you know, a a few times to sort of think back and be like, all right, you know, it's time (laughs) because you want to keep going and just, you know, go down the path that some folks want to put you down. But sometimes you have to like, you know, pivot a little bit. So that'd be one example. There's always questions of, you know, I tend to be proactive. So if there's a question about um, contracts or, you know, relationships, um, I'll reach out to, you know, our legal counsel and say, you know, what about this? You know, what should we do for here? Um, so it's, there's always something going on. There, there is. It's really, it, oh, go ahead. No, I was, was going to say, that's really interesting. Yeah. I would want to hear more about pitching, <laughs> pitching the idea to these uh, people, but uh, we probably, that would be a whole nother lesson for a whole nother show. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be happy to do it, but yeah, for sure. It's, it's, a, um, it's, it's a craft in itself. No, it is. And I think that people do get overwhelmed by that process. And it's exactly what I was going to say. Scala and I, we, sometimes we're just on the, on the same plane here and um, and I was thinking the exact same thing is, is pitching these ideas. And you talked about pivoting. We say that so many times here on the show and as an entrepreneur. And I think that's actually the beauty about being an entrepreneur is that we have the flexibility, you know, as long as we've stretched and, you know, uh, sort of work those muscles a little bit that we are able to pivot a, a bit and, and flex those business muscles. And, and that's, like I said, that's the beauty about trying to remain nimble and agile and, and flexible as things ebb and flow for you. And so as this ebb and flow happens, so Tiffany, I, you know, I know what motivates me and I think, you know, we all kind of have that, but you, you get bogged down by, by these pivot and always having to pivot and pivot here and, and, and going through yeah. this. And, you know, we talk about failure and, and I think I'm not afraid of the word failure Mm-hmm. Because I think, you know, we don't need to sugarcoat it. I think we need to see it for what it is. And it's a, it's a term that we can actually spin off to say, like, it's an opportunity for growth. It's an opportunity for learning. It's, you know, we look at it. And obviously, having a doctoral degree, you you know research and, you know, things things fail. But then, you know, we, we pick up some of those pieces and we can move on to the next and, and see how we can make it better. But as far as your motivation is concerned, um, you know, what, what keeps you going? What keeps you hungry? 
Uh, and it is right maybe around lunchtime. So, but anyway, I mean, what, what keeps you going? Yeah, I will. I identify problems and I want to find solutions for them. Um, and you know, in this case with know my patient, I, I fundamentally believe that this is going to affect, um, quality of care and safety, efficiency, timeliness, and patient centeredness. And, you know, thinking about the nurses that I saw, they, at times they just looked defeated because there wasn't much that they could do. And we're, you know, we're in a position where if we don't make some changes to help support them in their roles with tools that take some of the burden off, not add to it, then we're going to be in a risky place in terms of, you know, what's going to be available for our nurses as well as our patients when it comes to care delivery. So I think that the driver is to say, like, if, you know, and I just think that this, I'm equipped to solve this problem and I, it just needs to be done. So it's sort of this long-term vision of being able to provide tools to healthcare professionals and also patients. We've got a vision for that as well that really empower them with information at their fingertips. The way that we use Google um, every day to find out the address for wherever we're going or the phone number to the restaurant we want to make a reservation for just doesn't exist in healthcare today. And it's a challenge. So at the high level, I would say that in, in terms of the day to day, I mean, it's going to sound a little um, odd, but every time someone says, well, you can't do that, it's sort of lighting another fire under me to be like, well, okay, well, I'm just going to go do it. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm that's great. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, I've heard that so many times in, in my, in my career, um, that, and it's not in a sense of like, you know, I'm going to show you, but just, it's that push to be like, all right, well, I know I can do it. So I'm just going to go do it. And sometimes it takes a while. Um, you know, the book I wrote, I, it took me four years. Um, but, there were people that said, how are you going to write a book by yourself? And, you know, I, I did. So I think that there's two layers to it. There's the day-to-day -day motivation. Um, and then there's sort of the lot, like, what are you solving for? And, you know, if you don't do this, like, what is the impact going to be? So that that's sort of, I would say, what motivates me. I mean, but don't get me wrong. You, there are days when you get discouraged and you're, you're frustrated. Um, but you kind of just got to walk away and, and just know that this is the lifestyle of what this, um, role is. I mean, it's your job, but it's really a lifestyle too. Entrepreneurship definitely is a lifestyle and we are disruptors. Mm -hmm. And if you tell us we can't do something, watch out, we're coming. You know, and I think that I think that's just sort of the business model, or or really sort of a mindset piece. In, in that, I think yeah, mindset is the right word. I think. Yeah, and I mean, it can be the impetus behind a, a lot of things. So not only do you want to solve a problem for someone, but then someone says, "Yeah, but that's going to be like near impossible to scale that." And you're like, "Okay, well, watch me do it." <laughs> yeah, or you take that and you think about, well, what are they talking about, and how could I take that and think about is there opportunities to streamline this a little bit with what we're thinking about? So there's always some value in what someone's telling you. You just got to figure out how to take it and apply it to what you're doing. That's right. And, you know, as we're talking about application, that's what you got to do, whether it's application, some sort of business application, and that's an actionable step in your business, or whether it's a mobile app. 
that you're applying in your practice. Well, you know, Tiffany, um, I, I just, I can't say enough good geekiness here that would probably turn the audience <laughs> off. I, I know we could go deeper. Good I really, geekiness, bad man. I know, I know. I know we could go a much deeper on sort of the, the UI and UX and, and stuff. But I think generally speaking, when we, when we look at the overarching message here of entrepreneurship and, and not going at it alone and, and staying in your lane and, and delegating those tasks to those who are really, really good. Again, Scala is great at the, the research. And, and so, like I said, it's, it, these are very salient points for our listeners to, to really take and, and grain them into their own practices. And you know, we, we can't thank you enough for sharing this process with you. And there's so much more. And of course, all of your platforms We'll have those links in the show notes for the listeners out there. And so I'm amazed. I can't wait to geek out with you offline when we can and and talk more about the app and what you're doing over there. Great. Well, this was wonderful to have an opportunity to speak with all of you. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks so much, Tiffany. Yeah. Thank you for being here. It's great talking to you again. Yes. Yes. Same here. It's done. It's done. Build an app, Keith. Build an app. Come on, man. Come on. Today? Yes. Let's build an app. Not today. Not today. Tomorrow. Yeah. So, you know, I I find it fascinating that, you know, talking to Tiffany, here she is, because I I can't tell you as far as ideation is concerned, how many times that I've thought, oh, I'd love to build an app or I'd love to try to scale, you know, this for, for mobile devices. And I think that the mindset piece is, you know, we, we really tried to highlight that on the show and we do that a lot across the board here at RNFM Radio because we you know we want our our lean startups our entrepreneurs our business owners here to to understand that you know mindset is very key here and so if you've got a problem or you know of a problem and especially when you're really close to that problem and you can figure mm-hmm. out ways to figure out that problem if you've got the idea then it's a matter of, okay, I want to scale this. I want to try to get this to market and, and to be able to help people. You know, there are so many moving parts, but I think we need to break that down into these actionable steps, which that's what we try to do on RNFM radio. And, you know, Tiffany did talk about it, like where you're just sketching things out, but then you actually have to use like a, an app like Balsamic to really look at the wireframe. And when we use the term wireframe, you know, think of it as a skeleton that we need to flesh those things out or, or just think about just an outline. I mean, just a general outline. And that's what a wireframe is because that's the outline that gives you sort of the steps, but then you really kind of flesh that stuff out. So I'm ready to actually build an app. I'm going to go do that right now. Well, go for it. You can build a, uh, actually, why don't you start with a Pulse Media Network app? I'm going to do it. You're testing me, aren't you? Okay. You're testing me. Yeah. Fine. I am. All right, you heard it here. You know here. what? I want, I want our audience, I want our tribe to be able to open up their smartphone, yeah, go to the Pulse Media Network app and access all of the podcasts and show notes and information about the different shows and things happening at Pulse Media, the Facebook groups, right from their phone from one place. I feel like there's oh a boy. challenge. There's a challenge. <laughs> I better da, 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 da. I better get my calendar out and start um, tasking out his schedule for this. That's right, <sighs> man. I think you need to. I know. I do. I feel the challenge and I feel the heat. And, you know, to be honest, Keith, it's funny that you bring that up. I have actually mm-hmm. thought about this. So in my spare five minutes every day, I'm, I was mm-hmm. thinking about coding an app for Pulse Media. 
And so I didn't want to let all of the steps get in my way because the only forward progress is one step at a time, right? I'm that's true. Yeah. I'm the tech guy. And I know and I know you're gonna have your kids chained in the basement. They're gonna be building games for the Pulse Media app. Oh, they are so excited. They are stoked right now. So yeah. Like zap the virus in the in the hospital hallway, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And yeah, the kids are like, yeah, Declan checks in with me like, Dad, I'm doing this, you know. And they, they do. They work on these like wireframes where they put this code together and I'm like, okay. I'm like tapping my fingers like together, like having my, my hands up and like, hmm. This mischievous. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the acorn doesn't yes. fall far from the Kevin Ross tree. Yeah. I mean, anything I can do to, you know, inspire people. Um, and even my own kids, but but definitely inspire people to say, like, we want to problem solve as business owners. And, yeah. you know, apps are definitely not just the hot thing, but they are like a way, like a portal. Because Tiffany said, I've got a computer in my pocket. No, literally it is. It's in my pocket. And that is my phone. And I, and I want access. I want immediate access. And so, like I said, she she's a, a smart woman. And but you don't have to have a Ph.D., one of the strengths that she has is by Phew. having a PhD is that, you know, <laughs> she's very God. research-based, right? She's very research-based. And Scala, you know, you spend a lot of time in research. And so you get that. But if I wanted to develop something like this, and, and I know that Tiffany is, is very research-focused, or even you, Elizabeth, I would come to you and partner with you and say, like, how can we make this? Like, I've got this idea, but how do I implement it? And is this actually going to work? So there are so many moving parts, but I think it's, it's, it can be a team effort. I, I don't think anybody should really go at this alone. I really don't. Thank God. No. Yeah, she said so it's, it's one step at a time. It's asking for help. It's asking people when you don't know the answer. And then it's just taking the action. You know, she said, I didn't know how to do this, but um, I decided it doesn't matter. I can do it anyway. So I think that in this discussion of app um, creation and just really, really broad strokes in this, you know, past podcast is take one step at a time, ask for help and get your team together. You have the solution. You just need help getting it out there in your the form of your application. Right. right. Yeah, right. exactly. And you might need a team to help you make it happen. Yeah. Because I mean, Elizabeth- unless you can. No, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, unless you have someone like Kevin who's just going to say, you know what, I'm just going to do it tonight after kids go to bed. <laughs> and that happens a lot. So, but yeah, I mean, like I said, don't don't let this be a downer. Don't let those obstacles get in your way because, you know, we chat as the trifecta quite a bit as far as like some ideas that we have and some things. And, and if we let, if we let these little issues get in our way as far as like app development or the technical aspects of the website or the user interface for this, then you as the listener wouldn't have a podcast to listen to. Well, you would, you just wouldn't be listening to this one and you wouldn't have a network to go to, to listen to more shows. And you wouldn't have all of these things that are actually coming out of Pulse Media if we allowed ourselves to just get so hung up on on those details. Like sometimes you, you can get to the core meat of the issues you know, bang out as much as you possibly can where your strengths are and where your your lanes are. And then you just delegate. And Elizabeth cracks the whip and she says, okay, I need this. Can you do this for me? Or or we hire somebody to do it. But that's true. just don't let those things what, hang you up here. Right. And what I'm getting hung up right now is that 
I think the audience has listened long enough. And they have. Let's hang up. really given them some great value today, and I think it's time to hang up. It is. It's time to go. <laughs> it's time to yeah. go. So anyway, not Pokemon Go, but Nightingale apps. So you'll know more about Tiffany Kelly out there, and um, we'll have all of those links in the show notes, whatever show notes they will be labeled, because this you show- certainly will. Yes, exactly. So I'm out, going to be developing an app as soon as I'm done recording. Kevin Ross at Innovative Nurse. I will start small and go out there and use an app first. Elizabeth Scala at Elizabeth Scala. <laughs> and I will download whatever, whatever app Kevin develops at Nurse Keith at Nurse Keith Coaching. And we'll see everybody on the next episode. Well, as we roll out on this one, we again want to thank Tiffany Kelly for hanging out with us. And of course, you know, with you, because her time is precious, your time is precious, and we want to provide value, and we hope that we provide value for you today. Now, again, ask yourself this. Maybe you didn't think about app development in your entrepreneurial space, in your endeavor, on the path right now. What are you thinking? I mean, let us know. Hit us up, rnfmradio.com forward slash episode 249, hashtag rnfmradio. Let Tiffany know on her social platforms. Like I said, links will be in the show notes and in the mobile app. But from ideation process, we we look at things, we sketch them out. What are the, you know, what does this thing look like? What are the pain points are we serving? What solutions are we providing to those problems, those questions, those things that we need? And I just love the idea of having that at your fingertips. I mean, ultimately, that's why app developers or businesses really build those things because Many of us, most of us, likely carry a computer in our pockets or our purses or backpacks. or They're, they're very close to us. And, hey, we need a problem solved. We have a question. We reach for those almost immediately looking for those answers. And Tiffany realized that. What I realized, though, that, hey, this show has gone on long enough and we have taken up enough of your time. So, we need to appreciate your time and attention by getting you out of here. So let's get on and do that. So go out and find your passion. Execute on those ideas. Rinse and repeat. And we'll see you back here with us again on our next episode of RNFM Radio. FM Radio.